Welcome to the Encounter YA podcast, helping young adults follow Jesus. Here are your hosts, Garrett Cars and Annika Carter. Thank you so much for joining us today as we interview Caleb Bislow, who is the founder of Unusual Soldiers and a worldwide missionary. We talk all about the mission of Unusual Soldiers and Caleb's heart to reach unreached people groups with the hope of the gospel. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. So today we have Caleb Bislow with us. So Caleb, thanks so much for being with us today. We're glad you're here. Hey, great to be here, guys. Thanks for inviting me on. So one question that we uh, like to ask everyone of our interviews is if you were speaking to a young adult or perhaps if you were speaking to a young adult version of yourself, um, what is one piece of advice that you would give them? Well, you got me thinking. I know you sent me that question in advance, and I think that... Hey, don't uh, tell everybody our secret playbook. Hey, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you're not putting me on the spot anyway, but you know, I think that uh, one of the things that popped in my mind was just be uh, careful <laughs> with your phone. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but it uh, seems like this little device is a great, a great tool. You know, I can talk to people on the other side of the planet and you can do all kinds of great ministry, but it, uh, it seems like we spend a lot of time, uh, if we're not careful, uh, wasting our lives, looking at other people's lives and uh, and it can uh, really be a time sucker. And so mm-hmm. one of the things I think I would advise people to do, and this is kind of just old school, but it's uh, just uh, don't give up on Jesus. And I know for me, a lot of times I, I use my phone to uh, read scripture, to spend time with Jesus, but then I quickly get distracted. I find my mind going in other directions before I know it, I'm checking Facebook or something. And uh, recently I've been praying and saying, Lord, I, I miss the days of old. I miss the days when I was a college student, you know, hanging out in a tree with the Bible, just uh, getting to know you more. And uh, what I've started to do recently was uh, I just went back to good old pages, uh, reading the Bible, uh, you know, not uh, not on my phone, but just getting away and just uh, reading uh, and marking up pages and making notes in my Bible. And uh, you know, it just kind of rekindled uh, my heart, and uh, and so I love the the Bible on the on the phone. That's great. There's great Bible study plans and stuff. But I know for me, it's really helping me keep my fire stoked for Jesus. Just going back to the the good old school pages of the Bible, and yeah. so I would just encourage people not to give up on Jesus. Not to look out their phone can just uh, drain them if they're not uh, they're not careful. And uh, I would just say, hey, keep your intimacy with God hot. And I would just. Uh, I just kind of dare some of you, I guess, to to go out and just open the pages again, get in there and and dive deep. Yeah, that's that's good. I think. Have you um seen the uh, Netflix uh, documentary called The Social Dilemma? No, I have not. I've heard about it. Is yeah, it pretty, it's. Pretty, it, it's you'll probably good. throw your phone away. <laughs> after. <laughs> have you seen it? No, I haven't. I've oh my heard God, all guys. About it, I I'm what so are you sorry. doing? Do you um, even Netflix? Not partaking in the social dilemma, Oh, my Garrett. God. Yeah, <laughs> You're I on... give up Netflix, man. Sorry, buddy. That's fine. Uh, I watched it, and it was very it was very insightful. They, um, they basically have probably close to 10 people who are part of Silicon Valley and really like a bunch of the startups, people who, like the guy who invented the like button on Facebook was a part of this. And basically, they were kind of just shining light on 
the plans of social media, why they're doing what they're doing, why like we get so um, caught up with social media, how they've create like kind of curated like they basically want our attention so they can sell our attention. Right. And so the way that they designed the apps is actually for us to stay on. Right. So that's sure. like even when, when you share a link on Facebook or other social media accounts, they don't show it to like less than 1% of your f- friends because they don't want you clicking the link that takes you off of their app. And so I think, I think what I say all that to say that I think that it is something that can be distracting from our relationship with God. And I often am fe- have been feeling the same way. Yeah as well as just how can we how can we still be a part of it use it for ministry use it for a platform but in the same time how do we make sure that we're intentional with our times i try to set a time limit yeah. on my my phone like app limit and yeah. i never listen to them yeah very occasionally it's like 8 30 p.m and my i hit my time limit and i'm like nice i made it to 8 30 <laughs> yes i never do that <laughs> anyways that's, that's you, awesome you guys should check i need it to out. do something like that yeah. yeah. And I think for me, a lot of this is just coming from me because I know that it can uh, it can drain my time really quick. And so, yeah. so it's not just a message for young people. I think it's for us older generation, too. So it's yeah. for everyone. That's good. Yeah, I think that's that's awesome. Um, kind of wanted to talk to you just a little bit about your nonprofit, Unusual Soldiers. Um, I, I would love to um, just kind of dive deep into what that looks like. What are your training programs like? How, where did it originate? And so just love to hear kind of the story of Unusual Soldiers. Yeah, I know that's a bit of a strange name for a uh, nonprofit. I promise we're not some crazy wacko group, <laughs> or maybe we are, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but it started, uh, you know, back in, I think it was the year 2000 or 1999, when I was uh, just graduating from college. I Monica was trying was to figure out born. my life. Hey, I was <laughs> or, two years uh, old. <laughs> Yeah, where many of the listeners are probably out right now, right? Just yeah, trying to figure awesome. out that transitional phase. And I went to a place in Arkansas that was a, there There was a group going to start a church plant there. So I went down to check it out, kind of scouted the area. Mm-hmm. And I went to a storefront Bible study down there. And there was some uh, stranger, obviously, that was doing this Bible study, an older gentleman. And I told him about the group that was going to be uh, planning a church there. And uh, he... Uh, he quickly learned that they had given up big houses and that they were all like moving into a trailer house and all this uh, stuff was going on. And he uh, he said, boy, that there are some unusual soldiers, you know, and sorry, I can't do the southern draw quite like him. But uh, <laughs> I remember that moment for me was like a uh, branding iron hit my heart. And I knew that uh, that's what I wanted to, to be when I grow up, basically. And uh, that's what I wanted to pursue was being a, an unusual soldier. Uh, somebody who who loves God and isn't afraid to to take big risk for Him, and so that started a journey for me of trying to figure out what that meant. And so I uh, I became a youth pastor in Michigan shortly after that, and I didn't end up on that church plant, but I quickly started a training program for high school students for for uh, leadership students called Unusual Soldiers, and uh, it was basically like boot camp. It was training people to take uh, risk for Jesus, basically. And uh, we would go out camping in the snow in January with no tents. I mean, it was snow on the ground. I didn't know what I was doing. Probably about killed people with all these crazy ideas that I had going on. But, uh, you know, to, to end it, we would uh, go on a mission trip somewhere in the world. And uh, it was just awesome. Over a six-month period, I just saw students uh, become lions. And uh, not, in a, not in a judgmental, angry 
way, but in a, in a way that just loved Jesus and wanted to share that hope and love with other people. And I just saw them grow in boldness and it was, uh, it was awesome to watch. And that became a journey. So, uh, that was kind of the, the birthing stage of the ministry. You want me to hop into kind of the next stage, Garrett? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what to even share because so many, uh, angles have uh, happened over the years, but, uh, as I was a youth pastor, I began to realize that this calling I felt like the Lord put in me uh, to raise up people to take risk for, for Christ, and even for myself to take risk for Christ, uh, I began to realize that probably uh, working as a youth pastor was not the best fit for me. So I began to look for opportunities on how I could best uh, pursue trying to to be an unusual soldier and trying to uh, raise up unusual soldiers. And then, uh, and as I was making that transition, I uh, I uh, began to pray about the world. I wanted to learn from others, and I wanted to endeavor uh, to places in the world where uh, Jesus had not been heard before. I wanted to see what it was like to go to a village that had never heard of Christ before. You know, that was just a crazy, weird dream I had in the back of my mind. Uh, but I, I wanted to see what that was like. And I remember researching the world, and I ended up uh, reading about the the Maasai tribe. It was a tribe I'd heard about uh couple years prior. And as I was researching this group, I, uh, I just kind of felt a burden for them. As I read about, uh, tribes or villages that had never heard the gospel over the, over certain hills and, uh, and, uh, deep in the, in the Savannah. And I just, uh, began to pray about venturing there. And, uh, long story short, you know, I emailed a random, uh, missions agency and they turned me down. And then, uh, a, a random missionary emailed me who I didn't know, and, uh, and she welcomed me to come, but then, uh, the church that I was working for recommended, I didn't take anybody with me because there was fighting with the neighboring tribe. So two tribes were fighting at that time, uh, the Maasai tribe and the Kikuyu tribe over water issues. And so here I was way out of my comfort zone, trying to figure this out and, uh, really trying to discover what that word unusual soldiers is all about and what that ministry would look like. And, uh, and I ended up venturing over to Africa and, I was uh, put in contact with a Bushman, a Maasai man named Simon. And, uh, you know, Simon and I were, were two brothers of other colors, other mothers, other cultures, all that stuff. But we had the same heartbeat, which was to bring hope to those places that had never had it before. And uh, it was awesome, man. For me, I think it was the first time I ever said uh, I was made for this. I just felt alive. Uh over there in Africa, as we began to hike down into, I remember the first village we went to deep in the bush, we had to hike to it and just seeing it on the horizon and not knowing what's going to happen when we go there. And, and, you know, as Simon is telling me that we're going to go hut to hut to, to share the gospel with people there. Once we get there, that was his uh, strategy. But as soon as we got there, it was just kind of a life uh, defining moment for me. I remember I was so tired. I, I laid down uh, and I just said, Hey, I need to rest a little bit before we go hut to hut to, you know, to, to talk with people and to get to know the people of this village. And as I was laying down, the entire village comes out and begins to surround me. And, and, uh, I'm, I'm a bit terrified. Uh, this was around the time end of the spear came out. I don't know if you remember that movie or not, but uh, I remember just thinking worst case scenarios. And I run over to Simon and, uh, and he's praying, he's the spiritual guy, you know, he's up praying, <laughs> got to move in this village. And, uh, 
and he gets up from his time of prayer and looks around while I'm kind of panicked. And he, uh, he just kind of yells, he says, uh, and I'll probably mess this up on the microphone, but he just says, woo-wee, Caleb, the spirit of God is moving, Caleb. He was all excited. And I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And uh, he's like, God has brought all of them to us, Caleb. And and I didn't even really register what he was talking about. I was more concerned about staying alive or not getting hurt. I didn't know what was going on. But they all came out because uh, some white dude had showed up. And uh, and he was excited because he, he said, now we can share the love of Jesus with all the people at once, which uh, wasn't in the original plan. And, uh, and so Simon gets up, shares his testimony, some other, I think there's a couple other Christian Maasai men with us share their testimony. And, and then uh, I end up uh, sharing the love of Jesus with them too, uh, sharing the gospel, the greatest story ever. Right. And, uh, and then that day we saw that whole, whole village respond and uh, it blew me away. I couldn't believe uh, that they had been waiting you know, generation after generation, just yeah. to hear something to bring them that hope. And so that redefined my life, man. I could keep going, but uh, that's really uh, meeting Simon and meeting some of these uh, really courageous Maasai Christians. Uh, they're, they're like my greatest mentors. Uh, they showed me what it is to be an unusual soldier. That's why our, our logo is a Maasai uh, boy. And uh, anyway, that, that opened up an avalanche of opportunity and eventually a nonprofit after that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I think I, I always loved hearing your story. You actually took me to that movie. Do you remember taking me to that movie, The Tip of the Spear? <laughs> yeah, you did. did. I take you and yeah. Uh, Kale? Yeah, me and Kale and Jamie. And Rapallo? Yeah, up to Grand Island. All three of you. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. Was that in my uh, discipleship gone bad years? Yes, it was. <laughs> Oh yeah. Should we talk about that, Garrett? Or I'm, not really? I'm, I'm fine with that. We can talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Now for, for those uh, of you who are listening, uh, Caleb and I actually grew up in the same um, town and Caleb actually moved back to Franklin when I was, gosh, probably middle school or in, into high school years and in the midst of my rebellion. And he tried to, uh, had the best heart, tried to disciple <laughs> me. And so didn't go, didn't go the way that he might have wanted it to, or I would have now hoped that it did. But hey, hey, things worked out. That's right. That's <laughs> right, Garrett. And I remember meeting with you guys day in and day out, and uh, our week, every week. And uh, yeah. yeah, we'd always hear the, the uh, <laughs> uh, you always had a good heart, man. I'll give you that. But uh, just struggles of peer pressure were For often sure. uh, so tugging. But, uh, you know, eventually it led to me, uh, I believe I, I sprayed bear mace outside, Garrett. Yes. And uh, you walked into it, and the other guy walked into it. And I don't know why I used that as a discipleship tool, but <laughs> I think all you guys were uh, puking by the end of the night. Yeah. So zero, <laughs> zero out of ten. Do not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the night I won't forget, man. So for I was sure. scared to death. Actually, I started. I don't know if you knew, scared, but when you were when you got all that bear mace in your eyes. I was afraid you were going to go blind. I was like Googling. <laughs> I was Googling like trying to look up that specific kind of bear mace. I was like, oh, man. Just blind people. Uh, their parents me. are going to sue me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. So obviously, yeah. you know, your nonprofit has shifted and grown in the past um, years. And so what is what is kind of what your ministry is up now? And what are you hoping for for the future of your ministry as well? Yeah, well, it, definitely that first trip uh, changed everything, you know. And so even on that trip, we we talked to people who had uh, beaten Christians before, and then they end up uh, falling in love with Jesus, you know, and just uh, crazy stuff. And lots of churches were planted out of that eventually. And so 
uh, what that trip did is it opened the the door really to the entire world. And, uh, and so, you know, I began to dream kind of about that, uh, Maasai area after we had, uh, seen a lot of people put their faith in Jesus. We really had a dream of seeing churches started and, and I was a art major in college. So trying to figure this out was all new to me, but, uh, you know, we began to figure out where all the Maasai people lived and we decided to try to raise enough money to, to get an airplane and we ended up uh, chartering an airplane in Kenya because one youth group donated enough money for us to do it. It was amazing. Uh, Napanee Missionary Church's youth That's group awesome. gave us enough uh, money to do it. The whole youth group got behind our mission with the Maasai. They did something called Maasai Night. They did all kinds of silent auctions. And anyway, just a crazy time of uh, really launching this ministry of unusual soldiers. And uh, and so we ended up uh, GPSing all these uh, unreached villages, every village in uh, in uh, southern Kenya. And uh, and then a year later after that, we ended up uh, gathering all these Maasai pastors and renting them vehicles and sending them out. And, and it was just amazing to hear uh, just stories of what God began to do through all these people we trained and sent out. And uh, it was just uh, miraculous. You know, I think there were 34 churches planted and we sent them to 30 places. It was just kind of crazy what God was uh, was doing. And now that's multiplied over and over. And it's, you know, it's hard to track where it's at now. But God has been doing so many things. And so, you know, that was kind of the first endeavor. And, uh, you know, after those trips, I joined a ministry called Forge Travel and spoke with them. Uh, but they allowed me to continue the ministry of unusual soldiers underneath them. They allowed me to have some freedom to try to figure out uh, what it could look like. And so uh, the Lord, as I traveled and spoke around the United States and Canada, he allowed uh, me also to raise enough money to go overseas. And uh, we began to really target areas that we called the that were uh, like the 13th floor. You know, the 13th floor is uh, in a... <laughs> Kind of superstition says it's the place uh, where bad things happen. You know, I kind of laugh at that. But as Christians, we have 13 floors. There's places we don't want to go. And, and so in the world, I began to really zoom in on those places, on uh, what I would say are dark places, uh, very dark, very uh, perhaps dangerous or very despised places. And uh, those are the places where I come most uh, alive. And uh, those are the places where uh, I felt like uh, that's where I need to target. Those are the places I need to train people to go to. And so uh, I began uh, venturing to lots of different countries and places and brothels and prisons and in uh, closed areas, remote areas, communist areas, war zones. God just opened the door to all these places. And uh, and I always knew, though, deep in my heart that I didn't want this just to be a, a Caleb thing going to these places. I felt like uh, the word unusual soldiers is plural. I felt like that's what had given me uh, way back in Arkansas, and so we began, or we began a, a kind of a crazy training program uh, here in Nebraska, and it's called Stranded, which I believe Annika knows what Stranded is, and so does Garrett. <laughs> so both of them have been through it, and uh, maybe I'll let you guys share what that is a little bit more. But uh, it's just a crazy boot camp out here in Nebraska where you're literally stranded, and uh, you are trained how to. Uh, uh, reach out to a tribe in a fake closed country where there's rebels and, you know, so there's kind of this war zone thing happening uh, with all these scenarios in our training. It's a, it's very outside the box, but uh, that began to be kind of an incubator, I guess you could say, or a, a mm -hmm. training uh, module that we used to find people that shared my similar heartbeat. And, uh, and then we began to train them here in Nebraska to, 
on how to engage those places. And I've taken quite a few people with me overseas out of that training. And so that's really my big heart right now for the future is uh, training up the next generation and trying to figure out how to best do that wisely. And, uh, and yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. So, yeah, that's awesome. So what are some ways that perhaps, um, some of our listeners can partner with you or even get involved if, um, this is something that they would also like to try out, you know, and try out one of your trainings. Yeah, well, I'd love that. If there are people out there that, uh, you know, are just, uh, I often say that they're, uh, they're hungry to make an impact in the world and maybe they have a little bit of Indiana Jones blood inside of them and uh, a deep love for Jesus. If that's, if that's you, if that's uh, some of you that are listening, then, uh, then we would love for you to come check out uh, our website, unusualsoldiers.com. That's where you can find all of our uh, ministry training at. Uh, we're coming up with some pretty exciting things, hopefully around the corner. And uh, you'll find different uh, types of training that we're, we're trying to do. Um, one of them, is a uh, uh, pure adventure. Basically, you just go with us uh, maybe two, three days on an adventure, maybe summit a mountain or hike down a canyon or whitewater rafting, that type of thing. But uh, but along the way, it's a it's a camping trip. Uh, we share kind of the core values of unusual soldiers. And that, that's not even on the website yet, but we just did that in West Virginia. And so we're wanting wanting to launch some more of those events. Uh, but the big one is, is if you really got this in your DNA, then you'd want to check out Stranded. Stranded is kind of where I say the adventure begins. Uh, this is a, a great opportunity for you to see if, uh, if the Lord has this uh, calling, if this calling is something for you. And so it's a, it is a pretty intense training. But uh, also, we we're not gonna be too mean to you. All right, so yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of uh, soft. But you are old age. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no bear mace involved. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what was that, Annika? I said no bear mace involved. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no bear mace. Actually, my second one I did, I did have bear mace involved, <laughs> but uh, we won't talk about that. <laughs> Those are lessons I learned not to do uh, in the early years. So. Yeah, and yeah. then I mean, on top of that as well, just if. If you're listening and this is not necessarily something on your heart, but you want to partner with Unusual Soldiers, they do have a giving tab on their website. So, um, you know, there's more than one way to be yeah. involved in this ministry. Yeah. And I would also say just on top of that is like pray, pray for the lost people groups that are all over the world. Pray for ministries that are trying to train up people who are going to go overseas and, and really reach those people who have never heard about the hope. Caleb shared about that a little bit as well. And I would just say just in two in general, like, um, stranded is one of the things that like, it's going to put every part of you to test, um, spiritually, emotionally, physically. Um, it's basically that's the week of that is really yeah. is supposed to get you to a place where you're, you're really understanding like, okay, this is something that, um, God is calling me to. And I think, um, you know, I've seen when I've been there, just so many students who, have just come alive um, in those in those scenarios in those places, and it's just really cool to see. For some reason, it always seems like the unlikely person, I guess. And maybe you, you don't know that. I don't know if you agree with that, Caleb. But it's always for me. It's always really cool to see yeah. the people who I would probably pick last are the people who are like the most passionate. They thrive in it. Yes, yeah. they're the people who are. And so I I would say too, like I know that there are people who listen to this podcast who feel called to to unreach people groups. And I'd say this is a great place for you um, just to go and get trained by someone who has that experience. There are other people who help Caleb 
um, with his training as well. And so you don't just get trained up by Caleb, but there's a wide variety of people who have been going overseas, who have partnered with people overseas, who have the experience. Like if you don't know what to do, but you feel called to do this, this I think what you said, Caleb, too, is just this is where the adventure starts. It's a great place for you just to get started. And then you have some more training programs that happen after as well. Um, really to just kind of get you, um, get your feet wet in, in this. And I know for me, at least, um, you know, Caleb and I went, um, to Asia together and, um, just started, um, kind of casting vision for what that looks like. And, and COVID kind of interrupted some plans with that. But I'd say for me, at least, uh, it's invaluable, the training, if you're feeling called in any way to this, it's invaluable training that, um, Caleb would not tell you because he's too humble. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's been fun to watch Garrett. Yeah. And you said, uh, you never know who's going to rise up and be a, I guess a lion in the group. And it is often surprising who, who God chooses. And I think it's what's neat. And no, what we hope is that, you know, stranded isn't just a training to, to break you down. Right. But, uh, we hope that by the end it, it empowers yeah. everyone to an yeah. extent. And so what we see is a lot of people maybe who, who come in, they don't really believe in themselves. And then by the end, uh, we just see, uh, them develop really a God confidence and yeah. that's exciting to watch, man. Yeah. And, uh, some of those people, I remember one girl in our first ever, uh, training, this is like youth pastor years. Uh, she was, uh, so scared and timid uh, to be a part of the unusual soldiers program because she couldn't even order food at McDonald's mm. uh, because she was too scared to talk to the to the cashier. And uh, anyway, long story short, we just saw this girl go from like a, uh, like a lamb to a lion. I mean, a, a bold lamb or whatever you want to call it. It's just uh, amazing. She ended up, uh, I remember uh, praying with her father uh, to, to receive Christ over the phone. And uh, then she ended up eventually becoming a missionary to, to Iraq which, uh, wow. you know, it's just crazy. And yeah. uh, she was uh, one of those people that you would have said was, uh, oh, she's really quiet. You know, she'll yeah. probably be one of those good church ladies that um, <laughs> bake cookies and <laughs> give it to the nursing home. Yeah. But uh, she, uh, she's radical. And, yeah. uh, and so not that that's bad, giving cookies to the nursing home, right. but uh, that's a good thing too. But, uh, you know, the calling God's put on our heart is those, uh, those dangerous places. So, mm. So, yeah, we do have another training. Actually, I just got off the phone with a guy we're developing right now called uh, called Shrewd, which uh, is uh, about uh, helping people become shrewd, and, and that's to help you navigate hostile encounters with people. So if you're ever taken hostage or, or if you're ever in an active shooter situation, um, if you're ever uh, detained by the government, anyway, all these kinds of uh, yeah. hostile encounters that can take place overseas, I, it was just had an awesome conversation with the guy right now as we're planning it. Uh, he's a special operations guy who trains the special forces. And so he's going to be teaming up with me. He's helping write this uh, new curriculum. We're going to launch it in uh, uh, springtime in Mississippi. So uh, awesome. anyway, that's another one around the corner. And then uh, our last one is called slingshot. And that is just people come to, uh, to Nebraska or I come to them and we just sit down and we strategize, we dream together. And, uh, we try to figure out what your next three years can look like as you begin uh, the process of trying to engage yeah. a dark, dangerous or despised place. So, yeah. so that's kind of what our training looks like. Yeah, that's great. Um, thanks for sharing all that biz. I, I appreciate it. Um, I wanted to talk for a minute just about your book, um, dangerous and, uh, just love for you to talk about, um, just the book in general 
and then how people can get access to to a copy. Yeah, well, Dangerous uh, is a book that came out, I think, in 2013. And, uh, you know, wasn't on my radar necessarily to write a book. Uh, I don't think I thought that I could because I didn't read many in high school because of ADD. But uh, the Lord allowed uh, there to be a book. And I think just because a lot of a, uh, there's a lot of mission stories that are a little outside the box in this book. As, as, uh, as we began to engage some of these uh, dark, dangerous and despised places. And so this book is really uh, the prayer with this book is it wouldn't just be a book where you read Caleb's stories and uh, whatever you laugh, you cry, whatever, uh, or get inspired. It, uh, my prayer was that it'd be a launching pad. In fact, in the middle of the book, there's a there's a section, I believe it's called Treacherous Territory. And uh, the, the whole goal of that section of the book is to kind of break your heart for a specific place in the world. We talk about nine different areas in there. And, uh, and what I've noticed is, is that if uh, people if they can go through training and if their heart can break for a specific place in the world, then many times that, that plants a seed in their heart and uh, they might end up going uh, somewhere overseas to do something or somewhere in the United States to do something they never thought they could do. And so it really is a, it's aimed to be a, a bit of training in a book to, to just take you on a journey where you can hopefully watch a, a Caleb in the book who was uh, pretty scared and intimidated try to discover how to be more bold. And then hopefully throughout the process of the stories and the way the book's written, that you will feel like uh, you are launched at the end. And at the end of the book is a ton of different ministries that you can uh, jump in and be a part of uh, to help you make your next step. So really the the prayer is, is that it would be a, a launching pad yeah. for people that have a heart for a dark, dangerous, or despised place. That's great. That's great. And is it available online? Yeah, it's on uh, Amazon. You can find okay. it there. And I think for Christian book distributors as well. Awesome. So Cool. Awesome. So I know you did mention the website. I'm assuming there's a, a way to contact you on there. But other than email, is there a preferred way that you would like people to reach out if they want to hear more or get in touch with you? Yeah, you can uh, find us at unusualsoldiers.com. That's the best place to uh, to learn about our ministry and what we're doing. You can uh, also find us on uh on Instagram or on uh, Facebook, you'll find uh, Unusual Soldiers on there, or you can find uh, Caleb Bislow. Uh, I'm on those as well. So that's probably the best place to reach out and to find awesome. me. And uh, yeah, I'm always looking for the rare few that identify with this calling. I know it's not uh, the majority of uh, followers of Christ, but it seems like there's a uh, one to 5% that uh, really identify with it. And, uh, and I love to talk with you. And, uh, and if you're interested in Stranded, you can apply uh, right now, we're taking in applications for uh, the year 2021, so we'd love to have you guys uh, join us. Awesome. Awesome. Is there, um, as we kind of wrap up the podcast for today, is there anything else that you would um, just like to share with our audience? Well, I, you know, I, I think that people should know that, uh, as I'm thinking, uh, in my early years of high school and uh, junior high even, I remember being the quiet kid. They, they would call me the shy guy, which I always hated <laughs> because uh, I was also very adventurous, but it just wasn't in engaging people. It was more uh, riding a dirt bike or whatever. But uh, but I think if you were to look at my class years ago, you would have thought, well, Caleb's probably not going to be the uh, the guy that's going to speak to a lot of people with his life or to, you know, to engage people that nobody else will. 
but uh, the Lord has uh, has taken me on a journey of uh, of learning self confidence, of learning how to speak to to people that nobody else wants to speak to. In fact, that's the subtitle of the book: engaging people nobody else will. And uh, and I, that was never uh, something that I thought that the Lord would use me to do. And uh, you know, I've been amazed at what the Lord has done uh, and how He's opened up the world for a small town guy from Nebraska. And so, uh, yeah, so if some listeners are listening, thinking, well, that Caleb, he's too wild or he's too out there, um, just know that uh, my journey started uh, uh, on a very quiet journey, uh, just trying to discover uh, confidence in myself and really confidence in the Lord. I began to realize how much uh, God confidence I need more than self-confidence. And so just thought maybe I should throw that out there, Garrett. That's great. uh, so I just know I pick I've picked on Garrett a few times and uh, I'm amazed that he's allowed me to do this podcast. So. <laughs> uh, me yeah, too, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Caleb. And um, it was great to chat with you. And we're so glad that you took the time to speak with our listeners today. You bet, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to visit unusualsoldiers.com to see more of what Caleb offers. And join us again next week on the Encounter YA podcast. And so many times I think, um, you know, when I talk about identity, everyone's like, well, I got that figured out. Like all the, all the you know, Christians who've been Christians for a few years. Um, I've got, I'm a son of God, cool. But right. um, I actually think that God is co- like constantly working our, on our identity. He's constantly growing us in who we are and how we're supposed to walk it out in the world. And I think that we'll spend our entire lifetime working on our identity, working it out and finding out who we are in a deeper place of a fellowship with Jesus and and fellowship with our Heavenly Father. and, And that's all through the power of the Holy Spirit. So 